Nick Estes here. Thank you for joining me on my new podcast, Secrets of a Real Estate Entrepreneur. I'm super excited about this. Um, be able to dig a little bit deeper and show you exactly what I'm doing every day as a real estate entrepreneur and investor and developer. Um, so you can see you know, a little bit more behind the scenes view of what goes into doing what I do and um, kind of give you a little bit new um, perspective on that. I'm hoping with this, you're going to be able to get a little bit, um, another way to communicate with me as well outside of my social media platforms um, and kind of teach you some new opportunities that you might not be uh, seeing right now out there. Um, Some things that I've learned in my 12 years of doing this. um, So hopefully that that will bring you a lot of value. Um, So you'll be seeing a lot of that and... um, I have uh, John here with me today, like I will uh, most weeks, uh, to ask me some questions. Uh, that way, you know, I can dig a little bit deeper into these uh, to try to give you the most value as I can. Cool. Well, thank you, Nick, for having me on and uh, asking some questions today. I've been working for Nick for about a year now, and uh, it's been awesome to see his brand grow over the last year and him kind of take new opportunities and grow out some some new things that are kind of new to the real estate world. So uh, today I'm just gonna be asking them some questions that hopefully reveal some information that you all can take and apply to your businesses and your real estate um, companies. So I'm just gonna go in from the top and kind of start with a broad question, but Nick, how did you kind of get started in real estate? I got started pretty young, actually. I was, I think I was around 20 years old. Um, I've always been interested in real estate. Um, and I, I've worked for a contractor and um, he kind of brought me on and showed me the ropes a couple years into it he kind of saw my hustle and what I wanted to do and we built our first spec house together so that was that was a really good opportunity I was really thankful him to do that for me and from there I just kind of took uh, took it by the reins and I stepped out on my own uh, a couple years after that I was you know I think I was 21 years old probably when I, when I first went out on my own so I started real real small Started doing some small odds and end remodel projects for customers like that. Saved my money, reinvested it, and just kept on turning it over, and just hustled every single day. How did you kind of approach him to do that first project? Was that something that you guys kind of talked about doing together because you kind of saw that hustle, or was that something that you like? Were you like nervous to ask him about doing that for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty nervous. Um, I don't remember exactly how it went down. But I think it was something I was talking about all the time. Told him something I wanted to do. Um, I don't know if he was, um, you know, worried about you know kind of losing me. He thought I was gonna go on my own, but uh, he saw he saw me hustling every day. You know, I was the first one to show up, last one to leave every day. Uh, took charge, ran a crew. Um, so he, he saw my talent, I think, and we still have a really good relationship till this day. So that's, that's really important to me as well. Um, but I'm not positive exactly how it went down, but um, I'm really thankful for, for him mentoring me and showing me the ropes. So after you kind of took that first leap of, you know, doing that house with with the, with the partner there or your mentor and then doing some houses on your own, um, kind of what happened next? Like how did you grow into this, you know, business that you are today? Yeah, it was the first few years I really, you know, I was on my own. I didn't have, you know, really any kind of a steady income. So I just really taken on any kind of jobs I could. I would do kitchen remodels, building decks, you know, additions. And then I really kind of tried to figure out, you know, what can I do to start amping my business up some more? I knew that really wasn't going to do it for me. I didn't want to be a handyman the rest of my life. Uh, I saw the potential. 
Um, so I started, you know, kind of, you know, reading a lot more books, digging a little bit deeper into the business side of things, of how to run a, a successful business, and started small, started talking to, talk to some investors, and um, I'm not sure what year it was when I finally started doing, you know, spec houses on my own. Um, my first real kind of project was uh, a duplex that I built for myself and I lived in. I lived in that for a couple of years, turned it over, made a bunch of money, and I just took that money and just kind of reinvested it. Going back to kind of how you were doing the handyman work, how were you kind of getting those jobs? Um, I did everything. I went, I knocked on doors. I used to put uh, flyers inside mailboxes until you know the post office got after me and told me I couldn't do that. Um, I did everything. I put ads in papers. Um, I put flyers up in convenience stores. I mean, you name it, any kind of like small time advertising thing I could do that didn't cost a lot of money. You know, I put, you know, road signs out, whatever it took, um, whatever it took to get my name out there, I did it. And is that something that you kind of recommend for people that are, you know, getting out now? Um, absolutely. I mean, I don't care what it takes. You got to get out there and you got to do it. Uh, people are complaining about there's not enough work or you can't get a job, but. In my opinion, if you're not finding it, you're just not hustling hard enough. Um, in this day and age now, too, with you know the internet, and social media, that's where it's at. I mean, it's so much easier now to reach people from when I first started. Um, you know, if you don't know a whole lot about social media, pick up a book, look online, YouTube. There's so many ways for you to get your name out there now. Awesome. And you said you mentioned kind of between this transition of you know handyman and going into your first spec houses, you did you know read some books that you know maybe enlightened you or there's some sp specific books that you read that really helped or there's some specific lessons that you really took out of those books that really brought you to that next level um yeah i mean i read pretty much every real estate book but i also read a lot i really focused on when i first started a lot of marketing books um, i focused a lot on you know back then the marketing was different a lot of like guerrilla marketing a lot of stuff like that like I talked about, like just getting my name out. Um, so I really focused more along the lines when I first started, how could I get noticed? How could I get my name out there? I knew my work would speak for itself. I just had to get in front of people. After that, um, then I got into more real estate books and trying to you know, read up on other investors, people that I, I looked up to, what were they doing? Larger scale stuff, not just guys starting out. So I knew where I wanted to be, I just gotta figure out how to get there. And I build those, those blocks, you know, those, those steps to get there. So you mentioned spec houses a few times. Me working for you, I know I've definitely learned what a spec house is, and I think you know there's a lot of opportunity. I know you do too. But can you kind of talk about you know what a spec home actually is, and and what kind of opportunities you see with spec homes? Absolutely. Um, so I would say probably about eighty to ninety percent of my business now is spec homes, opposed to flipping houses. Um, I started off doing spec houses transitioned into doing more flips when the when the market was right in this area there's a lot of opportunity a lot of foreclosures then I jumped back into more spec houses again when that kind of dried up and the reason why I focus on those now is really is I'm able to automate those opposed to really being on the job site every single day with me um, I, I have more of a uh, more into the design and, and the features and for that, I have to be there really picking things out, um, laying houses out, stuff like that. And you're always dealing with problems that come up. There's a lot of unknowns. Uh, with a new house, there really is no unknowns. I can, I can have a project manager. I can tell him exactly what I want in the house. I give it to him, and he can build it for me. Um, so there's really, there really should not be any unknowns other than 
you know, some stuff you can get rid of in the, in the beginning on buying the lot. That's really your unknown. Um, so I'm able to do a lot more houses, a lot more volume for a lot less stress. And it gives me that freedom that I'm looking for. Kind of tell me with that, you know, extra freedom and, and more time, like what do you really like to focus on now? What are the things that, you know, you're planning on doing once you have that time? Are there things mm-hmm. that you're looking forward to in your life that you want know, to take advantage of? You know, I, I am getting a little more time now and I'm, I'm still scaling my business every single day. I mean, it's, it's, it's never ending. Uh, I think you always want to work on your business and your systems and dial it in exactly as you want it. Um, I'm never complacent with that. But, you know, I, I want to travel a lot more. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to do that a little bit more this year. And I have a, I have a place in New York. I go down there, try to get down there every week. Love the city. Um, and it gives me some more time to work on. I'm a business guy, so I got some other business goals I'm working on. You know, I'm going to start working on some getting some larger apartments. And I got some, um, you know, some online ventures that I'm working on now as well. So, and uh, I'd like to dig into that. Maybe not this episode, but down the road. Show exactly, you know, some stuff that I'm doing online that I think could be, um, people would be interested in. And as far as, you know, kind of getting into the spec house market, you know, we talk about it, you know, a lot as far as, you know, we think that, you know, this is the next step for someone that is maybe potentially doing a lot of flips. Like what, what kind of guidance could you give them? Like what would that first step kind of be for them to enter this market or start even researching spec homes? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's a whole lot different. Maybe it's just because of my construction background, but I don't think it's a whole lot different than doing a flip house. If anything, it's actually easier once you learn the process. So I think you just gotta, you know, there's the thing is there isn't a whole lot of books or there isn't a lot of people talking about spec houses right now, but um, hopefully I can bring a little more light to that and show you the process on that because it's just as easy with a lot less risk. And um, you can pretty much account for your margins right out front. You're going to know how much money you're going to make on a house before you even start. So, you know, you talked about your future goals a little bit more about, you know, doing the apartments. And are you, and you're definitely still trying to scale up the business here in Maine. Uh, are there any other goals that you're currently kind of working on or you're planning for? Like, what's kind of the big picture for, you know, your real estate business? Yeah, I'm just going to keep on scaling uh, these spec houses as much as possible. Uh, I'm going to start building some multifamily properties, just have some steady income. Um, and that's really it uh, on this level. Uh, I just want to keep keep that going. This year, I'll probably do about 40 houses. I'd like to keep on scaling that as much as possible, as much as the market in this area will allow. Um, you know, we're one of the top um, in the area right now. And so depending on that market share, it depends on how many, you know, how many houses can be absorbed in this area. I want to account for most all those if I can. Nick, I know you're definitely an entrepreneur, a business guy. Kind of Talk to me a little bit about your earlier endeavors before you got into real estate. Sure, I've had a few. Um, so fresh out of high school, um, you know, I was, I was never really into uh, a college kind of guy. I, you know, I, I always knew I kind of wanted my own business, so that's a road I took. But I knew that if that's something I wanted to do, and my parents told me, they said, if you, if you want to go out and start your own business, we support you. But um, you know, you got you got to make something yourself. You got to hustle. You know, you got to do it. So. And that's kind of what I did. I mean, I went out there and I hustled every day. Uh, right out of high school, I, I, um, I started a, a, a business selling aftermarket parts for cars. I was, into, I was into cars when I was young. You know, I think everyone was. And, you know, that's the day the Fast and the Furious just came out. And I thought I was uh, going to go sell these, uh, these hot rods. And uh, it was fun, but it was more of a fad type of thing. And I kind of grew out of it. And that kind of that kind of died off a little bit. It was more of a summertime business. A lot of people weren't buying that type of stuff in the winter in Maine. So 
Um, I, but I learned a lot. It, it kind of failed. I, I got done. I sold sold my inventory off, and um, I had a retail shop too, so I could on my lease. So I did everything I had to do at a young age. I was 18, just trying to you know get my feet wet. But overall, I mean, the lessons that I've learned in business and what to do, what not to do at that young of age, I think uh, was more than what I could have learned in, in a business school. So it was cool. Even though it wasn't, you know, something I, I made a lot of money off from, I learned a lot. Talk to me. I always think it's interesting, like entrepreneurs, like how do you know you're an entrepreneur? Like what's that feeling inside? Like how can you, can you express it? Can you put it into words? Um, I don't, I don't know how to express it, but I knew that, you know, nine to five life wasn't for me. I knew that I had something greater inside of me. If I was willing to work for it, that I could accomplish a lot more. Um, I was never really that good in school, but I knew that I had something inside of me that, you know, but I'm willing to do whatever it took to win. And, And that's what I do every single day. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to figure out a way. So I think it's more or less, you know, you got to have a mindset to willing to tackle whatever it takes to accomplish a goal. And I know there was potentially a business with a lime green truck involved. Yeah, so it was it was kind of in the middle of it, my real estate um, endeavor, like uh, kind of the crash of like 2007. Um, a whole lot wasn't going on. Uh, people weren't spending money. People weren't buying houses. At that point, I was just getting going, kind of doing spec houses and you know, I wasn't doing a whole lot. Maybe I was doing one or two a year. And it wasn't enough steady income to keep things going, you know. So I bought this uh, this dump truck, painted it lime green, and I started a junk removal company pretty similar to like 80, it was uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Mine was 807-JUNK. It was, it was just a local number. So I started a kind of a local version of that franchise. And people kind of liked it. Um, they wanted they would, up here in Maine. People would much rather work for a local company than a national company. So I kind of put a spin off what they were doing and kind of made it local. And uh, people people ate it up. Um, I just used my same marketing techniques that I used to grow uh, my construction business. Um, flyers, you know, um, every, everything you can think of. I was doing. I was getting in front of everybody. Um, I used to go over the you know the mall and put flyers on cars. I didn't care what it was. People people knew me. They saw the truck rolling around. You know people. I used to go around. People used to wave at me. It was cool. Um, so I grew that to you know one of the biggest junk removal companies at the time. And that that business is all cash. It's nice. Um, and I liked it. I would have kept it going. Um, but ultimately, I knew long term real estate was where I wanted to be. So I just, once things started amping up on real estate, I kind of backed off that. You said that you, you built your, the first project you kind of did was a duplex for yourself. Yeah. Um, what kind of started that? Was that because you needed a place to live or how did that kind of come to fruition? Yeah. I mean, I knew, you know, ultimately, you know, I was young. I obviously I needed a place to live and, and, you know, I knew apartment was fine, but I had some construction knowledge. I knew that I was able to, you know, build something for less than what I could buy something for, and it'd be worth double. So I said, why not? Um, And I think that's a great way for anyone just starting out. If you can't start off building one, you know, buy one. Um, If you have some income, you're able to get a loan. Uh, Duplex is definitely the way to go. Two, anywhere from two to four units. You don't have to get a commercial loan, it's still residential. And you can get that income coming in, so either you don't have a rent payment or you're actually making money each month. And I was able to, when I did mine, um, I was able to pretty much live rent free. 
Um, the other side paid for my mortgage. Um, so I had all this equity in this house and I had no rent, I had no mortgage. So it was a win-win. Um, I think that's a perfect way for someone starting out to get their feet wet and get out there and get started. So it's been awesome talking this week. I know this is going to be a weekly thing for you. Kind of what can people expect on this podcast? Why should they be tuning in each week? Yeah, I mean, hoping I really want to give more of a behind the scenes view of what a real estate entrepreneur, investor, developer is doing on a daily basis. Um, I know there's some other podcasts out there, but I'm hoping this one here will kind of shed a little bit of light into what I'm doing and what has worked for me uh, specifically. Um, so you can see the, what I'm doing and hopefully you can use those tactics in your own life um, and apply those. Whether it be business or personal things that I'm doing, I want you to get a little bit better knowledge of what I've done and I'm hoping that you can use that in your own life. And I think that's going to be as, as valuable as anything else out there. And that's kind of why I started this. And I want you to be able to answer all your questions as well. So I want you to use my social media platforms um, to ask me questions every week. And on this podcast, each week I will be answering your questions for you. Um, you can find me right on all my social media at Nick Estes. And um, yeah, ask any questions you have, whether you're just starting out or you're advanced, no matter what it is. I'd love to hear from you. I'm trying to help you out as much as possible. This is what this whole podcast is about, is trying to help as many people as I can get started and be able to live their life um, with some freedom through, through real estate. Cool. So yeah, guys, if you want to ask Nick any questions, just make sure you uh, get at him on social media or email anywhere at Nick Estes. He's all over the place. So cool. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See you next week.